I'm Janet. And I'm Amber. And we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Because men like food. And girls like wine. It's been a hot minute. It sure has. I feel like it's been forever. Yeah, taking three weeks off is no bueno. Let's not do that for a long time again. Yeah, it's too long. Too much to go through. But you got a lot going on. You got like... Um, doors and, and pelotons and yes. eyelashes and that's just the most recent update I've had from you. I know my peloton I purchased uh, the week after or the couple days after our last podcast. And what I motivated that? It. You know, <clears throat> as I love spin. I think it's a great cardio. I think it's a great exercise. But I wasn't able to make it to the cycle bar classes. Um, I really need something that's at like four thirty or even five o'clock. But my class. My location only offers like 5.30. So it's really hard for me to try and get into work um, as early as I do and stay as late as I do without getting to a class. Mm. So I've been reading about the Peloton and I finally decided that it was going to be worth it. And I like having it in our home. I'm not really comfortable in my skin. So I feel better about being here and in my own space trying to do this. Um, and it's also a heck of a lot cheaper than cycle bar because you were doing the unlimited, which is like a hundred and how much a month? It's like 120 a month and Peloton per month is so per month. So I didn't purchase the bike outright. I did like their little payment plan thing. So it's like, it was originally $59 a month plus their, um, all access package, which is like 30 bucks. But, um, Shortly after I purchased it, they came out and said that they were reducing the prices. And before I even had a chance to think about it, they already emailed me and told me that they had given me a refund um, and had taken like $350, $400 off of my Peloton because they had reduced their pricing and I had purchased so recently. So now I think I'm paying only like for the package and for the bike, it's like 80 bucks a month. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And you can do it multiple times a day. I can. And there's a ton of classes. Plus, their all-access package for $30 a month also gives you, like, free access to other, like, uh, strength training and other types of workouts other than just on the bike. That's amazing. um, And I think Nick will use it, too. And that's the other thing is that it was so expensive to, like, both of us Mm -hmm. to go to Cycle Bar would also have been another 100 bucks. Where this way, Nick and I can use it both, and it's a lot cheaper. Maybe I'll ask the hubs about that. This is going to be sad news for Cycle Bar because I bet you're not the only person that has done this math. I know. Well, and they tried to get me to um, rent one of their bikes, mm-hmm. but that's $170 a month. And I was like, uh, no, no. So they're having a really hard time with it. Like they're they're trying to get me to stay. And I'm like, there just isn't I just I have no motivation to stay like they're great people. I still love them. I love what they do. It's just, it's not for me right now. Do you have to tell them you're leaving? Couldn't you just tell the owner, just the owner be like, hey, take me off the list? Uh, The owner is the one who's our, like, he knows me. She knows, like, his wife knows me. So, yeah. yeah. I bet you're not the only one. I I need to review that because I, I have so many credits at Cycle Bar because my office won't allow me to show up early anymore. Because you have no. to be there to get your temperature taken, and nobody's there to take temperatures until mm-hmm. eight. So used to, I'd go to the five fifteen cycle bar class in Southlands, and be done by six. Get to the office about six twenty, 
shower, get ready in the basement because there's a whole gym set up, and then be at my desk by like 7.15, 7.30, and I can't do that. I've asked. I'm like, can I, I'll take my own temperature. I won't talk to anyone until I get my temperature taken, and they're they're not willing to budge. So Sad. So I've been go- I've been trying to go on Friday mornings because that's one of the the days where it's okay. Like I work from home, and if I work from home, I can get back here and shower and be at my desk similar timing. Um, but like, I'm not doing it as often as I should. Yeah. And I I don't have the unlimited. I only have like four months, and I'm probably yeah. at twenty credits right now. It's just it's too hard to get it all done, especially these days. I wonder if I cancel if I lose all my credits. I've already paid for them, right? Yeah. I don't know. You might have to ask. I'm not sure how that works. I will. The owner of the one that I go to is kind of scary. In my opinion, I don't know her very well, but she's like a little intimidating to talk to. Yeah. Well, then. So, I don't know. I don't know. Well, congrats. And then how about the door situation? Uh, You've been talking about the door for a while. You've talked about it on the podcast, yeah? Yeah, I'm almost positive because this door situation has been going on for three months. So we, because we ordered this door back in June and we originally tried to just order the slab and then they kept measuring it wrong and all of this. So finally, finally, after many weeks of conversation with Lowe's and many irritated calls by me, we finally got someone out and they installed the door on Friday and it has been a glorious time ever since. Because we no longer have to let Piper out every 30 seconds. She has her own free reign. When she needs to go out, she goes out. She does. On Saturday morning, we uh, were laying in bed and it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. And we both heard her get off the bed, go downstairs, and go to the door and like swipe at it. And we were like, oh, hell no. And then she heard the doggy. And then she, we figured, she figured it out. And we heard the doggy door. Oh, it was a glorious sound. And you went back to sleep? Yeah. Yay. Because that was, yeah. It was amazing. So we've been loving the door. It's been great. And then lashes. Yeah. So um, we have, or we, I have two new employees at work. And um, one of them, Maddie, she uh, has her eyelashes done. And they're gorgeous. They're um, very full. And so I've heard her talking about it for a while and I've heard her talking about the girl and I've always been wanting to get my eyelashes done, but it is, it can be super expensive. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have a friend, my friend Tad, his sister-in-law does them in Texas for like $400 every two weeks. Oh my God. I'm like, no, no. So she pays like 80 bucks and gets them done like every three weeks. Where does she go? So it's just this woman who like does it out of her house and she, so she, you'll pay $80 for the first time and then your fills are only $40. What? How does she get away with that? Like, how is it so cheap? Have you asked her? Well, because it's, it's just her, like, it's just her. She doesn't have to pay for any, she is saving up to like get an actual studio, but, um, and she has so many clients but she's able to just keep doing this because really once you're, I think with the fills, you're only in there for like 20 minutes. So, <clears throat> I mean, she could do like eight different people. <clears throat> Sorry, I have something in my throat. Um, 
she could do a lot of people in one day and put lashes on them. So I finally decided to bite the bullet because my eyelashes have never fully grown back in since chemo. So um, I, when I got my lashes done on Friday and I am in love, I don't have to wear, I don't wear any eye makeup. I don't have to wear mascara. Like, don't you miss don't, eyeshadow? So I can put eyeshadow on, but I, I really don't even do it anymore. Wow. It just like, it has changed my entire feeling about my face. Um, and like, I wake up in the morning and I just look ready to go and it's amazeballs and they curl on their own too. So like, I don't even have to curl them. And I got like this little brush to brush them in the mornings. And when I get out of the shower, um, so yeah. And her, so her name is Lexis and it was hilarious. Cause she was like, yeah, so you didn't really have a lot of eyelashes. So I gave you some short ones too. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Aww, how long did it take? Um, it was about an hour. So, but it wasn't bad. I mean, she was really good at having conversation because sometimes you have those people that aren't great at the conversation. Um, but she held up a conversation really well, and I am definitely going back. Like, I don't know how I managed my entire life, especially after cancer, without these eyelashes. Well, they look fantastic. Thanks. I love them. With your blue hair, they're just popping. I know. Popping. Um, so what are you drinking tonight? So I am drinking Apothic Red Crush. I have heard of that. Have we tried that? I think we have. I think we have. I really like Apothic Red. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their mixture. But I did also, t- today, my six bottles from the Wine Club of Spade and Sparrows shipped out. Ooh. So we got one bottle of Pinot Grigio, but um, all the others are red and rosé. So I'm very excited. So you'll have to be home when they're delivered. Yeah. Um, I guess we're that. hoping that they get delivered on Saturday. <laughs> Otherwise, what's going to happen is I can either try and tell Nick to be home um, or we'll just have them come back on Saturday. Got it. That is the thing about having wine delivered. I know. Like, But I love Spade and Sparrow. I got that. I, I love my my Red Wine 55. But yeah. I have to order it in bulk just so I can try and be home only once every three months. Exactly. I know. That's why I signed on for the wine club. Yeah. I think they only send it like every quarter. So it's once every three months too. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. It's that time of year that I think you really love. And I am just in 2020. I am like, we got ripped off from a summer. So m- carry on. Move on. We're approaching the fall season. It isn't fall yet. How many days? Like five days, six days left? I don't know. September 1st is fall to me. I know. That's kind of my mentality this this year. I was like, <laughs> okay. I haven't. Sw- I was going to switch out my closets this last weekend. I was like, Janet, look at the temperature. It's going to be 80 yeah. for a couple wow. weeks. So I, I didn't do that, but I definitely put out the fall decor. And this year I went. I went to Joann's during their 40% sale. Mm. I went to Hobby Lobby during their 40% sale. It's nowhere near my Christmas decoration haul, but I'm definitely feeling the fall. I got all the Bath and Body Works candles just going. Got all my, so, because I had the Scentsy yes, party. Yes, and I have Thank my Scentsy. Thank you scents- for ordering. I do have to say, I, I ordered cinnamon and clove during your party, oh. and I got it, and it's been melting is that what you say? Yeah, I think it's so. It's been scenting over the last couple days, and oh, 
I will yeah. be reordering some more cinnamon and clove. Is your party over? Yeah, so it's over, and I got so much crap, and I have 16 scent bars coming. Um, Yeah, I'm super excited, and some of them are like apple and cinnamon or pumpkin and stuff like that, so I'm very excited for those to get here. I even have my little pumpkin spice warmer now, and I have um, all of this stuff for fall. I went shopping at Michael's. Mm -hmm. I didn't find much at Joanne's, but I was really fortunate at Michael's and um, I did their website. At home. Oh, okay. So we've got all sorts of stuff up in our house. So I'm very excited about it. I'm very happy that you have friends in the Cincy line. Oh, I know. Me too. Like. It was great. I got 16 cents. Those little flower things that I have mm-hmm. that I color. Um, I also got like a little buddy thing that you normally buy for children, but it's a turtle. And that's like a thing between Regan and I. Um, so I got the turtle thing. And then um, I also got some like different light colored light bulbs. But I also got four or five actual warmers and I got it all for $90. That's amazing. Did you have a lot of people yeah. order during your party? Yeah, a lot of people ordered. Good. So that was really nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I know we shared it on the two girls page. I was hoping that would help. Yeah, we had lots of orders. It was amazing. And I can't wait for their so we are not gonna decorate Christmassy, but we are gonna decorate wintery. So we are going to do like snowflakes and blues and um snowmen and stuff like that. So I have seen a sneak peek as to what is coming from Sensi and I'm so excited. That's awesome. But let's yeah. let's settle in for fall for a couple months. Yeah. See, I hate summer. I hate it. I don't hate it, but this year was not was not great. Didn't yeah, love it. No true. concerts. Mm, All of them true. got canceled. I was like, I I was holding out hope. We had a Miranda Lambert concert on the calendar yeah, for October right. in Boise, but it got canceled the week yeah. before last. Which I was also a little relieved because I was like, I don't know how I feel about going to a concert. Yeah, but I also want to go to a concert. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for like, sure. I miss it, but I'm like. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> so I do, I do find myself on a Friday and Saturday night, especially since St- Steve's traveling right now. Um, I'll turn on the YouTube and pretend I'm at a concert. There you go. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It is. It is. Speaking of concerts, we got some country music award stuff. We do. Yeah. So. The 55th Annual ACM Awards, which were originally supposed to be held at another time, I believe. Okay. I was wondering about that because our big brother is rescheduled to tonight. And Nick and I, I actually just realized that the ACM Awards are on last night. Tomorrow. Yes. Well, right. But last night I realized it was on. Yeah. So tomorrow Tomorrow. night, the Academy of Country Music Awards um, are on after a six-month delay. And what they're going to do is it's going to be a night of heart and hits live from Nashville. So it's going to be hosted by Mr. Keith Urban. And um, they'll be hail- it'll be held in three music venues um, to include the Grand Old Opry, the Ryman Auditorium, and the Bluebird Cafe. Oh. And the nominations, Maren Morris, Thomas Rhett, and... Um, Producer-musician Dan Huff are the top nominees with five each. Other multiple nominees include Blake Shelton, Dan and Shay, Old Dominion, and Luke Combs. Are you a big Luke Combs girl? I am. I'm not a huge Luke Combs fan, but I like his music. I'm just not, like, a diehard fan. 
I'm kind of the same way. Like, um, Beautiful Crazy, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, his music is on my on my shuffle, and when it comes on, I don't typically skip it. Um, yeah. Entertainer of the Year nominees include Luke Bryan, Eric Church, Woo-hoo! Luke Combs, um, Thomas Rhett, and Carrie Underwood. And Taylor Swift is going to perform. Which is very interesting. I heard that her song, Betty, they're going to try and target the country music radio again with that song. So the fact that she's performing it, it makes sense. My girl Miranda is going to perform. And all five of the Entertainer of the Year nominees are going to be opening the show with a medley. So I'm just so excited. I need to make sure my DVR is set. Who is Mickey Guyton? Oh, my gosh. She has some great music. She's new. She's very new. And I really like her. And you should check her out. Oh, okay. I think one of her songs is, it's like, this is why we can't have nice things or something like that. I think that's a Taylor Swift song. But it's it's along those lines. Huh. I really like her. Promise me you'll look her up after this podcast. I will look her up after this podcast. Are you excited for the ACMs? You're going to have family over tomorrow. Uh-huh. You better set your DVR. It's already set. I already set it to record last night because I always forget that the awards are on and then I end up missing it. And so I already set it last night. So that's fine. My DVR is supposed to be set to record anything with Miranda Lambert on it. But if the person that put the ACMs on the calendar doesn't mention Miranda in the description, it doesn't get pulled. That happened with something else recently. And I was like, Then, and along those lines, the CMA Awards were announced. They're going to be on November 11th. And Miranda, Miranda, she's the top CMA Award nominee. Is she? Yes. That's exciting. It's it's very strange how you see ACMs. Miranda's performing, but she's not really mentioned in any of the highlights. CMA Awards... That's her, that's her jam, man. And those are, like, <laughs> voted on by previous CMA award winners. Oh, yeah, this that's is the, right. This is the award show that Garth Brooks said he didn't gotcha. want to be considered for anymore. I still, you know, I get it. But it also sucks. <laughs> but this year, the CMAs um, were much better when it comes to women, uh, Miranda and Carrie are both nominated for Entertainer of the Year. That's the first time two female acts have competed in the category since 2000, when Faith Hill and the Chicks were were both in the category. Uh, and the first time for two solo artists since 1979, before either one of us were born, when Crystal Gale and Barbara Mandrell were both nominated. Wow. Yep. So, I'm excited. Miranda, Yay. Country Music Awards, yay. Can't go to a freaking concert, but I can watch them online or on TV. <laughs> anyway, I had to talk about that, and I had to talk about it to get out of the way because the ACMs are tomorrow night. Fair. I know. I'm looking through all of the nomination ones that are up, trying to see if there's anything that really catches my eye. But What do you mean? It's country music. It all catches well, I know, my but- eye. Maybe there's something that I like really want to win where most of the time I'm not really all that invested in who wins. Except Miranda. Except for Luke Bryan. Oh. (laughs) So. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Did you know that the Masked Singer was going to have a sneak peek episode this last weekend? I did not. 
It was Sunday. I, I, I had a very busy Sunday. I think I Marco Polo'd you girls. <laughs> I did not like my Sunday because I thought it was going to be super chill and it did not. So by the time I finally had the ability to sit down, I turned on the TV knowing it was like 45 minutes before Big Brother was supposed to start. And I was like, I'm just going to watch a Hallmark show. But then I'm like, I pull up my list of recorded shows and I was like, that singer, that wasn't on my radar. What's happening? Did you watch it? I know. I did. I watched, um, did I watch it last night? I must have. Did I? Last night what was Monday. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> I have no idea what's happening, but yeah, I was so excited for it that I had to watch it. Like, I just wanted to see all the costumes and they are see if they, pretty the amazing. They are very amazing. I'm very excited about the owl situation. I love the lips. I know it's probably the most plain, but I just love it. (laughs) I'm hoping it's like Steven Tyler or something. I don't even remember if it's a male or female. I know. I think it's a woman, but I don't Mm. remember either. I also really like the giraffe. Yes. The baby alien, though. Oh, my God. So cute. Yeah. Ouch. What? So I've been having these. So this morning I woke up in hives. Uh-huh. because Piper uh, rolls around and things outside and then brings it to my bed. So I am currently having like these hives on my feet that itch really bad. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, actually, they were on the back of my leg this morning. Really bad. Um, but, yeah, so I'm struggling. Oh, it's goodness. fine. We're used to me struggling. Well, um, Mass Singer comes back officially September 23rd. I am so excited. We got a lot of TV coming up. This is like my favorite. All I think this is my all-time favorite show. I just love it so much. See, I gotta say, Big Brother makes me happy. Yeah, we'll get we, there. We'll get yeah. there. I'm sure you have thoughts. You're you've been watching, yeah? Oh yeah, I've been watching. Okay, I was afraid you're gonna be like Janet. I gave up. I'm done. <laughs> and I was gonna be like, "Okay, you're gonna fake it. I'll tell you yeah, what nope. happens." Definitely been watching. Last night, we had a big premiere, Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I did watch that as well. I didn't watch all of them, but I watched the important ones. So the cast include Backstreet Boys' AJ McLean, Tiger King star Carol Baskin. Oh. Um, I don't know that person. Uh, Caitlin Burstow. Hey. Uh, former NFL player Vernon Davis. Jesse Metcalf, yeah. who is on Hallmark Channel, so love him. Uh, and Haish. Um, let's see. Anyone else? Nelly? Yeah. And those are the only ones that re- that I register. Did I miss anyone from the list that you might... I think a lot of people know Johnny Weir. Um, and I also think that Johnny Weir, um, he's an Olympic figure skater, and he was also, I think, on Mass Singer last season or something. Okay. Last season or the season before, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, I really only watched, there wasn't that many notable people on this year like there normally is, so it's mm-hmm. kind of strange for me. But I also, oh, I like Neve. Who? For Catfish, Neve uh, Shulman. I don't watch that he's, show. I, I don't watch it now, but I used to watch it. And he's just got such the cutest little smile, and um, I just love his personality. So I did watch his as well. 
I'm in slightly invested in him. I mean, obviously, I'm here for Caitlin. Caitlin Bristow. But she was so beautiful and she did so good. I know. She was so excited. She's so cute. Did you see the commercial that Carol Baskin's fam or Carol Baskin's ex-husband's family <sighs> paid to air during this show? I don't think so. I don't think I saw the commercial because I fast forwarded through it. I did, too. And then I saw that news article today and I was like, oh, I should probably go back. Um, but yeah. So Dancing yes. with the Stars is back. Boo. Yay. Boo yay. I still find the Carol Baskin thing very interesting. I don't know why we chose her. I don't know. Like People are talking about it. That's why, Amber. It's it's, it's making people talk about, like, I was, where was I? I was at work, and half of my team was there because we're social distancing, and we were celebrating someone's birthday, so we were all sitting in a social distance circle, and I was like, are you guys going to watch Dancing with the Stars? And they're like, Meh. I was like, Carol Baskin is going to be on it. And they're like, oh, maybe I need to now. And I was like, yes. Well, and did I miss the memo where Derek Huff was coming back? I didn't know that either. Because remember, Caitlin said that's her dream yeah. partner. And now all of a sudden he's telling right. her she has areas that she can improve on. I'm like, oh, that's got to suck. <laughs> well, and I know that, like, because he's also on um, World of Dance. I mean, that's not recording right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just surprised to see him there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do they not have, so they don't have an audience, right? I don't think so. I didn't think so either. But they just, did very well. It wasn't something that stood out. Yeah. Oh, I think I was thinking of the pr- the sneak preview of uh, Mass Singer. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they like he was kind of looking around like they had people, but I feel like they didn't. They did not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now Ashley is going to be super excited, and we have agreed to jump on board of the Amazing Race Train. And yes. I guess over the previous years have been celebrities or past contestants or something like that i think sometimes i don't know if it's always but but people were saying they were getting sick of it and so um this next season which is returning october 14th previously filmed and wrapped filming in december 2018 and it was yeah it was originally set to air in may but it was pushed to the fall to ensure CBS had content for air in the wake of COVID-19. But anyway, they have stated that it's all newbies. And so I guess diehard Amazing Race people are very excited. Um, Because I have become super obsessed again with Janelle (coughs) from Big Brother, I didn't even know she was on Amazing Race. Oh. And when I pull up, like, articles, there's comments, like, I'm sick of all these rerun of, like, has been reality people <laughs> being on the amazing race. So it's exciting. I'm excited. I think Nick will be excited. Have you um, watched the amazing he, race? I've watched like one or two seasons every now and then I end up getting sucked into it. Um, when I go home and see Regan and Nick, they, cause they watch this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so every now and then I'll get sucked in, but I haven't watched it religiously. Um, I watched I, it the one season that Jeff and Jordan from Big Brother was on it. Oh, okay. Remember I mentioned Big uh, Jeff and Jordan from Big Brother and how you should go back and watch them? Yes. Yeah. Someday I am going to go back and watch episodes because Nick is really, when we get into it, but Nick was really excited for um, Kaser's leave speech or his, like, 
whatever mm-hmm. speech because it was old school. So he wanted me to like go back and watch some of the old school stuff as well. And I know Ashley has been going back and watching some of the old school ones. Mm. Um, so do we know when Ashley's coming back to our podcast? So I thought she was going to come back today. Oh, but I didn't know that. They had, because um, everything seemed to be like going in the right direction. They had people signed on to the house and all of that, but the contract fell through. <gasps> so oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, it was quite the ordeal. And it just recently happened, like in the last week or so. Um, so they've been kind of scrambling. So it's gotten a little bit more uh, stressful for them. Um, and I don't think she was originally anticipating that. So I'm guessing she'll probably come back next week or, or the next time. Okay. That we record, but I don't really know. Got it. So, and yes, Nick always thinks that him and I can do Amazing Race. And I said, hell to the no. You don't want to end up in divorce. Right? I don't think uh, He good. doesn't want to end up dead. Right. Kill death, him. death or divorce. The two Ds. Avo- avoid we'll be like both. near a mountain in Machu Picchu or whatever. And I'll be like, what's up? Whack. Oh, <laughs> weird. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and his anger. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It would be out of hand. Mm. We, we talk about his anger, but he's never violent toward you. We need that disclaimer. <laughs> Yeah, no, never violent towards Just me. Just inanimate objects. He likes to hit inanimate objects. Yeah, he gets very angry. We are less than a month out from The Bachelorette. Finally airing. What is that face you're making? I, I don't know. You're not excited? I'm not excited. <laughs> I think that there's just been so much hype and so much stuff going back and forth. I mean, I think once we get started, I'll be okay, but I don't know. And I was never a big Claire Crowley fan. I appreciated that we had somebody who was older than the normal contestant. However, I've never been a fan of Claire Crowley. Ever since Juan Pablo's season, like, I just didn't, there was something about her that I just didn't care for. Got it. So, and I'm interested to see how they're going to spin all of this. So it, and I didn't, it premieres on October 13th. So did you see the preview commercial last night on Dancing with the Stars? No. Okay. So they did show that, and I actually didn't feel like it was a very good uh, trailer. Um, so there was one poor, uh, I can't remember, but like they kind of show her talking to Juan Pablo, who I hear is pissed off that they portray him. Uh, negatively, but he was kind of an ass. He and was, everyone knows it. He was a he was a horrible bachelor. Yeah, like he was horrible. So he can just chill. Um, but then, like they show her like getting into arguments with a lot of the men, and not that we haven't seen that before, but just in the manner in which that it was taking place, and she was like, "No, you're done," and walking out. Like they just made her seem. I don't know. It was just a weird trailer for me. I didn't feel like it was very positive um, to get us ready to see her her journey. And we all know that Tasha is a part of it at some point. And so the fact that we haven't seen anything for Tasha right. annoys me. I know that we will. We'll probably see it on the episode that's like right before her entrance or something. But I don't know. And did you see the weird poster? No, but I'm going to open it right now. So Claire wasn't in a gown. She was in jeans and a blazer. Oh, yeah. um, and some unseen man pulls on a sock in the foreground. Um, it's a gender-swapped play on the poster for The Graduate. Oh, uh, okay, thanks. 
Yes. Which is an affair, a, a movie about an affair between a young man and a much older woman. Um, since she is the oldest female lead in the Bachelor franchise. But even, like, her face in that, like, she doesn't look happy. She looks like she's going to murder someone. She's very intense in that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. We'll see. I, we'll see how, how it kicks off. I'm interested to see how they plan this. Yes. But we will be watching The Bachelorette and Amazing Race, like, back to back. Yeah, Because Bachelorette starts the 13th and Amazing Race is the 14th. Yep. Whoa. So. But thankfully, I think Big Brother will have wrapped up. Yeah. Because I think I I I saw somewhere where The Amazing Race is going to premiere after the Big Brother finale. Like right after. Okay. I hadn't seen that, but that makes sense. And Taysha is back on Instagram. I did see an article about that, but I did not. I didn't go to her Instagram because I'm not really a huge fan of her either. I know. So... But if we'll you see. could select one person to be the bachelorette, who would it be, Amber? Uh, you know, I want to see um, Demi. Oh my gosh, that would be crazy fun. That would be an amazing season. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Speaking I of, I saw this article and I wanted to br- bring it up. We've talked about most of these, but there have been a lot of Bachelor Nation couples that have split in 2020. Well, I think in general, like we've talked about before, I think a lot of people split in 2020, but definitely a lot of Bachelor Nation people. So Victoria Fuller and Chris Souls, they finally split up. I don't think anyone expected that to be a long haul relationship. They started dating in April and then their romance fizzled in September. I mean, I was I knew it wasn't going to last. But at the same time, I really like Chris Souls. I do. I was excited. But, um, you know. It happens. And then Garrett and Becca. That one was shocking. Like, it wasn't, but it was. I mean, by the time we got to it, we all expected it, but. And Demi is on this list. She was dating Slater Davis. Yes. And she split from him after five months of dating. Yep. And the next one. Um. So, I don't know. I think you and I are on the wrong Colton and Cassie. Oh, oh, ha. Huh. Got it. Okay, I, I see where you are now. <laughs> I was still at the top of the article, like, reading through the paragraph, and I was like, I do not know where she is. Sorry. That's okay. Colton and Cassie. I mean, I know that we have something else coming up about that, but that one was crazy. I did not expect them to split up at all, to be honest. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. And then we know Chris and Crystal. We talked about that in the last podcast. And then Grocery Store Joe and Kendall. That one broke my heart. Yeah. Have you been listening to Blake? You also skipped over one, yo. Which one? Peter and Madison. Oh, yeah. That didn't count. In my brain, that didn't count. It was less than a day. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I should have made note. I'm skipping this one. (laughs) Because I looked at it and I was like, this doesn't even matter. This wasn't a relationship. Yeah, Peter should have listened to all of us on the podcast before anything, Mm -hmm. but whatever. Um, Yeah, so Joe and Kendall. Yeah, you went to Trader Joe's yesterday. Is that what you said? No. Have you been listening to Blake Horseman's podcast? Oh, yeah, that didn't sound anything like I thought you said. (laughs) No. Um, No, I haven't listened to his podcast. I saw you put it on your Instagram, but I haven't listened to it. Yeah, so Clay... 
Clay. What's Clay's yeah. last name? Harbor? He, yeah, Harbor. He was in town with Grocery Store Joe, and I saw him on Blake's mm. stories, and then Clay was on with Blake in his podcast. So he has, like, country singers. <clears throat> he also has bachelor people. And I hear that they actually record at the Grizzly Rose. Really? So, yes. Interesting. Yeah. Because I think they huh. have a booth there. I could be making things up. But he does go to the All Grizzly right. Rose a lot, so... He does. Yeah. I recommend it. Now let's dig into this Cassie and Colton drama. You go, girl. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's insane. It, it is. Like, I'm surprised. I was working. I had a massively busy day, and I, like, saw this, like, notification come up. And I, know, I was when you like, texted that to us, I was shocked. I just hit send. And then Ashley was asking questions, and I'm like, I didn't read the article. Like, I, and I didn't have time to stop and be like, I didn't read the article. <laughs> I just saw I the headline and went, oh, we're going to have to talk about this. I know, because then I went into the article, and I was like, there's no information. So you found an actual article. <laughs> I did. My friend Jessica, she had messaged me on Instagram with the link for mm. U.S. Weekly. And I was like, yes, there's information in this one. I think it's Us Weekly. What did I say? U.S. US? Weekly. <laughs> yeah. It's because I work. <laughs> I work in a hospital where we use acronyms for everything. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So what did we find out after you found the actual article? Okay. So apparently, so Cassie, the big news is that Cassie Randolph uh, had requested a restraining order against Colton. Um, these documents were filed on September 11th and she claimed that, uh, Colton had been harassing her. Now he was, she was granted this. So there had to have been actual uh, information that was substantial enough to get an actual restraining order. Cause those are hard to get if you don't have enough information. Um, so court documents that were released on Monday, the 14th state that the 28 year old former bachelor has to stay 100 yards away from uh, the 25-year-old California native, her home, her car, and her workplace at all times. And he's also not to have any contact either directly or indirectly in any way with his ex. And that order is in place until the 6th. Of one of the reasons Of October, yes. I'm sorry. Um, so on top of, like, sending her unsettling text messages and repeatedly calling her, he placed a tracking device on her vehicle. That was the part where I was like, whoa, like, what is going on? Now, I haven't seen anything come out where Colton has commented on this, but he may not be able to. I saw something maybe initially the day of or the evening after, like on the night of the 11th when I was I was finally home. You guys had already done your talking and I was finally at home in bed and I was looking and I'm like, I searched Colton Underwood and. I think the article I found said he was shocked because he was at home with his family in Colorado. But other than that, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything. And he probably isn't allowed. To, his lawyer's probably like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep well, and I guess he was spotted outside of her house at like two in the morning, just sitting out there watching her apartment in Los Angeles. And he goes on multiple walks a day to her apartment building. So apparently uh, Cassie started to feel threatened. Um now, I don't see – it says something about showing the text messages. I couldn't find it either. I saw that, and I was like, I don't see text messages. Wait. 
It's and when you click on the link, it doesn't take you to text messages it, from <laughs> it what I not. saw. I was like, it, well, like, this is baloney and top. lies. Right? Yeah, I was sad because I thought we were really going to see the text messages, but that is not what happened. No. So, yeah, I don't know what is happening. Like, I can't figure out. I mean, like I said, she obviously has to have some kind of substantial evidence for this, but. Mm-hmm. Whew. This is insane. Things went from like odd and bad to weird. Very weird. So we'll see how that plays out. Now can we talk about Big Brother? Yeah. Yay! It's All Stars. And the last time we podcast, Janelle and Kesa were on the on the um block. Tyler yes. was HOH. And I was so sad because I love Janelle and I love Kaser and Old school BB fans know that's old school solid Big Brotherness. <sighs> I liked Kaser, Kaser, Kaser. You don't like Janelle? It's not that I don't like her. I just never really had an investment in her. Oh, I didn't watch her old season though either. So like, I really only had this very crash version of her that has been shown um, the way that the. Big Brother has kind of shown it, mm-hmm. which I think the people who also watch Big Brother are failing to realize um, that the show gets to determine what you see, even unless oh, you watch right. it on the. But um, I don't know. There was just some of the ways that she was acting that it bothered me. And the gameplay always kind of gets to me. And I feel like her and Kaser trying to just gameplay with themselves was not the smartest idea. I think they tried to open up gameplay to others but the others shut them down and they were like yeah, that's true. yeah so and i wasn't that invested in the first couple episodes as well um it wasn't probably until that episode um or maybe the episode after that i really started getting into it and really wanting to watch it and see what happened yeah so janelle was evicted by a vote of nine to two then enzo who annoys the hell out of me, won HOH and nominated Kevin and Kaser. No surprise on the Kaser part. Big surprise, Kevin won a veto. Bigger surprise, Christmas is like, put me on the block in this place. Yeah. I'll be a pawn. And then that's when we get to Kaser's speech. That was such a good speech. Now, I don't ever listen to the speeches because they annoy the crap out of me. They're usually, they're non-eventful. They're but yes, old school BB fans know that that's, that's how old school used to be. And when the voting yep. happened, it wasn't, you vote what the House wants you to vote. You vote, like, it was not as 11 to yeah. 0, 9 to 0. It wasn't like that back then. Yeah, so Nick had kind of, like, geared me up for it because he was really excited. He didn't even know what was going to happen, but... He was like, if Kaser's going to talk, he's old school. He's going to do this right. So um, we did really enjoy that because we think that, I don't know how you feel, but Kaser's speech is what put Big Brother game finally into play. Everybody's been playing it so safe, and they're still playing it safe in some aspects, but Mm -hmm. you really saw a change in how they were choosing people for the next HOH competition and how everything started to play out. Like, his speech triggered them to finally start acting like they're in a game right but he targeted cody and cody doesn't seem to have had any backlash from that blow-up speech true and nicole well but i think that's also because there's good social game there maybe so i mean if you've got good social game 
I think that people can say things and you're hesitant of it, but I think there's people in there that they feel are bigger fish to fry. Yeah. So Kaser was evicted 10 to zero. Then Christmas won head of household and that kicked off a freaking dramatic week. It really did. So much drama. So Christmas, citing that Bailey and Devon were each other's untouchables, nominated both women for eviction. Then the girls were like, that was personal information. You can't use it for game. And I get Christmases. Like, this is a game. Everything you yeah. do in this game, everything you say, your actions, it doesn't matter. It's all game. It's half a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what frustrates me the most about these newer. Now, I haven't, again, I still haven't watched the older ones. But from what I've had conversations with you and Nick about is it frustrates me that people aren't more understanding of the game i get you're annoyed like it sucks you're gonna be put on the block and stuff like that but i'm so sick of everyone getting so emotional and taking it so personal and it just becomes this big thing and you know bailey is a gorgeous woman but god that woman drives me nuts she's very emotional and then what like tyler started spiraling and she he confessed that he wanted to quit the game and saying that he was going to tell Christmas to replace one of them. And he went to Christmas and Christmas was like, dude, you're my guy. No, why would I do that? I know. Well, then Bailey threw her big fit acting like Tyler was this horrible human being. Mm-hmm. You know what? He did what he said he was going to do. He also didn't have to come clean to you. Right. He could have just let his game play. I think he got into his head the way that everybody got butthurt on his season about how he kept playing everyone, even though that was the game. And so I think he got into his head about that. And that's why he ended up coming clean to Bailey and Devon and saying he wanted to make it right. Right. But Bailey threw that way out of proportion. And she acted like he should have just held Christmas down and said, no, you will put me on the block. Right. Like, it was ridiculous. I'm glad she's gone. Yeah, Bailey was anonymously, unanimously, unanimously, (laughs) I'm making up words, unanimously (laughs) evicted. So now we're into week three. Danny is HOH. What do you think of Danny? I don't like Danny. I'm not a big fan. Like, she's... I don't... Like, I get on one hand, you could probably say she's playing a game, which she is. But I don't like the way she's doing it. And she's also being very personal in her situations. And it's... She's just not playing a good game. I don't like how she's doing it. And I don't personally like her. Well, she nominated David and Kevin. David has the disruptor power, so we'll see who she replaces him with. We'll see who wins the veto. That all happens tonight. Tonight. I was So I love Kevin. I don't think he's going to make it to the end. No. But I love him. He's so sweet. Um, But I don't think he came in playing a strong enough game in either direction, whether it be gameplay or social direction. Um. But I do really like David um, and how he's kind of getting into it. And um, he's trying to play the game. He's made some mistakes for sure. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with the disruptor power. So who is your who are you raw rawing for right now? I'm still a Tyler fan. I really like Tyler and I still feel like he got robbed. And you are going to hate me for this. I actually don't hate Enzo. So Enzo has managed, at least on um, the recent episodes where whatever Big Brother has decided to share, he's kind of stayed in the background. Um, 
we haven't heard much from him. Um, and I think he is really good about removing the emotions. Like he still has, you know, the general respect for other people, mm-hmm. but he's not making this an emotional process. So I appreciate right. that about him. You're right. I and he hasn't done the meow meow thing all that often compared to what he previously did is my understanding. That is true. I'm a big Ian fan. I like Ian a lot, too. Um, Did you hear the backlash? Like, I guess Memphis, Nicole F., I forget who else, on the live feeds were making fun of Ian because of his his autism. Oh. Nicole F. has lost Oil of Olay sponsorships, all of these things. She knows nothing about this yet, but she had a bunch of these big brand name sponsorships for her um, social media. And those companies have been like, no. Yeah, I saw that she had, I saw some article that said she lost sponsorship, but I hadn't opened it. So I didn't realize that that's what it was for. I thought it was actually for like the Janelle stuff for some reason. No, no, (laughs) it's legit. Like she was, they were making fun of his, his, um, that's shitty. Yeah. That is the one thing I will say is that I think that Nicole F has been a fan favorite for a very long time, I think. I loved her coming into the season and not but, it wasn't just the Ian thing, it was it was J- the Janelle thing. You make me choose yeah. between the two. Team Janelle. I mean, she's really good at it. I was really impressed with her during the HOH competition to be honest. Um and Nick said that she's really good at those endurance type um mm-hmm. comps. But, uh, yeah, this season has not painted her in a good light. And she's going to come out feeling, I think, a little bit like, uh, what was Holly's boyfriend's name at the end of last season? Jackson. Mickey. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. I think when he came out and he was like, whoa, what? Everybody said I'm a racist. Like, the look on his face. I think that's what's going to happen when she comes out and has to hear what Julie has to say. I, I can't wait. I know that she's probably on this to try and help pay for her wedding, but I think she's lost money. Yeah, probably. Her fiancé is probably, like, dying inside that he can't tell her. Yeah. (sighs) So, that's the big brother. Can we talk about Brad Pitt's new girlfriend real quick, please? Yeah. I don't know if you care. Um, So, Brad Pitt was, like, my guy in high school. Like, I was like, I love him. I love him, love him, love him. Then he started dating Jennifer Aniston, and I was like, I love him even more. And then the whole Angelina Jolie thing happened, and I was like, I hate you. Um, But over the last few years, I found my love again, and now all of a sudden, he's dating this rando that I don't know anything about. I know. I was like, who is she? I don't even know who she is. Nicole Potorowski. Yeah. Yeah, I may have butchered that um so i found this article five things to know about her the first thing is that she lives in germany i could have gathered that yeah how about you telling the second thing uh so she was modeled for numerous publications and brands so apparently this was um gathered in by intel of her instagram where she posed for a number of campaigns um, and in several magazines, such as Marie Claire UK and Elle Germany, just to name a few. Right. She is a mom, just like Pitt. Yeah. She is a very proud parent. While she tends to shield her little one from the limelight, she has posted a few photos of her son on Instagram. She's also shared an inspiring note to other moms, and that was in May. Oh, very cute. 
Um, she seems very down to earth. Her hobbies are reading, traveling, spending time with friends, just like a normal person. She's traveled to several destinations this year alone, which I can't do stuff like that. So props to her. Um, but she's been to France uh, here at the United States, Ibiza. Um, and apparently she speaks five language, uh, five languages. So Sorry. she must be smart, right? Uh, yeah. And apparently her goal while home is to read at least 10 books. And then she may have hinted at their romance before um, recent times because in February she shared a picture of herself walking down the streets of Los Angeles, captioning the post, missing my strolls with my love. Then in March she wrote Saturdays these days. For me is self-reflection, reading books, spending time with my better half. Of course, she didn't name any names, but she could have been referring, oh, referring to Brad Pitt. So now we know. Now we know. I, I guess so. To. I was like, who is dating my man? I kind of thought him and Jennifer might get back together after all those speculations a little while ago, but... No. I guess not. You don't revisit the past that screwed you over once. I don't know. There's a lot of women that do. Yeah, but I feel like Jen is smarter than that. I don't know her. All right, how about these? this wine that's $6 a bottle that everyone is, like, raving over, Amber? You shared this I article. I did. I found this article, and I think it's great because we always do our wine on a dime, and people are always looking for a great deal. And I think we've said it multiple times where people um, always say that it's not necessarily how expensive the wine is. You just got to make sure you're choosing the right wine. So this $6 wine article came up the other day. Um, and it is a Shiraz is my understanding and it's called small talk. Um, it's received a ton of positive reviews, especially on the Vivino website, um, which we use that Vivino app quite often. Um, it's Can a you great get it value. In the US? I think. Cause the article's no. from Australia. I feel like, yes. Okay. But I could be lying just because I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, it's sold at Aldi stores, though. Uh, we don't don't have an Aldi's here. Not here. When did they stop? I don't know. I don't know, Janet. You always put me on the spot like this. (laughs) Be prepared. Uh, Have your Google open when you start podcasting. Janet's going to ask you rando questions. I know. Well, my Google's open. I just didn't have that information. It seems like you can get it, though. Oh, no, lies. Sadly, this wine is not sold in the U.S., so oh. you guys got to go to Australia. Well, it's an excuse to travel when we're able to again. This is true. We'll go to Australia, to Aldi's. Perfect. To get a $6 wine. I have always wanted to go to Australia. It seems completely worth it. Would you eat the kangaroo? It's so good. I probably would because I like to just try new things, but kangaroos are pretty cute, but they can also be very vicious. They can. They're like deer. Like, they may be cute from afar, but they'll attack you if you piss them off. Right. These little small talk wines, though, like, their bottles are super cute. They have, like, little labels on them that look like um, little talking bubbles. Oh. And they have, like, different words and conversations on them. They're kind of cool. Maybe so. we should send them messages. Yes. Come to the U.S. My Twitter got reinstated, so I will tweet them, bastards. Nice. Don't Twitter, be not just the wine. Don't be tweeting at the Donald. 
I did one time. Just my don't. God. Just don't. <laughs> just don't tweet anything political is kind of my, my philosophy. I normally philosophy. don't. I and know. that wasn't even. I know. It, I know. <laughs> oh, I thought this next article was pretty good. What's the difference between rosé and orange wine? So funny story about this right now. You're going to have to read it. Uh, because my company um, that I work for recently installed this new thing where you can't like go on certain websites. And I'm currently using my work laptop for the oh. Google Docs. And uh, this is uh, What website is it? Fact. Vine Pair. Oh, weird. Okay, so... Rosé wine and orange wine are lookalikes. They, uh, we've, we've seen that. They're closely related, but the intended results for each wine are very different. Both rosé and orange wines result from the winemaker allowing the juice from freshly pressed grapes to macerate. Is that the right word? Okay. Yes. Or soak with the skins. This causes the juice to extract the skin's color, as well as a bit of the tannins, especially when it comes to orange wines. I thought we didn't like tannins. Um, yeah, I know, right? Rosé wines are intended to be light and fresh, and therefore the time the winemaker allows the juice from the freshly pet pressed red grapes to soak with the skins is very brief. Brief. Words. <laughs> this imparts a lovely bit of the red grape skin color, as well as some flavor and aroma. But the goal here is to create a refreshing wine that is light on tannin and easily quaffable. Especially when served cold. The goal for orange wine is to make wine similar to red wines, but with white wine grapes. The winemaker allows the skins from white wine grapes to soak with the juice for a very long time, pulling out just not just the color, which causes the wines to look orange or amber, but also the tannins. These tannins, which winemakers normally try to keep out of white wine, like I said cause orange wines to take on a savory characteristic that makes them delicious when consumed cool and perfect for heartier fare too, even standing up to meat. Simplified version, rosé is made with red wine grapes with less skin contact time than red wine, and orange wine is made with white wine grapes with more skin contact time than white wine. Interesting. I thought the article was really interesting when I originally saw it. Just because we recently started talking about orange wine mm -hmm. um, and rosé has kind of blown up over the last couple of years. But it's been something that's been around for a really long time. It's just people haven't really talked about it. So right. I predict that in like three to five years, orange wine is going to like blow up. I, I see that. I, I was just um, in line for Trader Joe's the other day. There it is. And they're being very cautious about how many people they lit in the store so there was quite the extensive line because it was a Sunday and I was stuck in front of this liquor store and they had this like three beautiful orange wines and I was like man if I had the podcast I'd buy some right I know I haven't really seen orange wine around lately so I think I'll it'll blow excited. up I think you called it yeah you yeah. also shared this article about nail polish colors for the fall Yes. So this one, I was allowed to go and click into the link, but both you and I really like getting our nails done. I have been stuck on color street, but, um, I, I got always some, like seeing the fall colors. I got Ooh, some, look at you. Oh yes. I did get some fall color on my nails, but I got some, um, the color street nails stuff. I got uh -huh. a set of flags for election day. 
Oh, very cute. I love Color Street. I'm obsessed. I have white on today. That's very pretty. Yeah. So um, I thought it would be interesting to kind of look at some of, I mean, we don't have to go through all 20. Um, we'll share the but, link for sure in the notes and on our Twitter. Yeah. I thought one of the colors that stood out to me is like the number four color, which is terracotta. Terracotta. It's like an orangish, coralish kind of color. Um, but I thought that that was very interesting, but it's great for color just because, or, jeez, it's great for fall because it has that pumpkin spice vibe to it, which is, you know, the big trend these days. And they recommend the Tandoori by Habit. Yes, which I've never actually heard of that. No, there were a lot of brands on this list that I didn't hear of, I had never heard of. My um, initial caught my eye was the Shimmery Golden Orange, and they suggested Don't Be Spotted by Essie. Um, it's a slightly brighter orange from Essie. Um, it's a spin on the classic pumpkin shade, and it has a pearl finish that adds a little luster. Which, you know, we like our glitter and our sparkle. We do. Because I was going to say, the other there's three other ones that caught my attention. And one of them was the glittering black. I've been really obsessed with wanting to wear black nail polish lately. I love black um, nail polish. So I'm super excited because Color Street has a glitter nail polish. But this one is actually really cheap. It's from Pacifica. It's Lugs, Lugs Interior. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only $9. So. Yeah. I was um, looking at the Rusted Red, which they recommend Brick by Orisa. Um, so it's like... For those who love a classic red, but a rustier tone for fall. Yeah. Sorry. I thought that there was more coming out. Of, I thought you were saying more. I find it interesting, though, because the bottle looks very orangish. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see the rust color that probably like it, that it probably dries us. Right. Um, I'm also really in love with Butter London, the teal color. Mm-hmm. I love teal. So um, the color, it's brighter than its trendy counterparts, but it's still kind of muted for the season. And so um, it's a good middle ground to wear between forest green and like the bluish kind of color. So it's from Butter, which I think a lot of people know. So it's like $18 and its title is Bang On. Bang On. And the last one that I was noticing was the Metallic Emerald. And um, huh? is that Epidote? Is that yes. the word? Epidote? By Jinsoon? Um, it's a deep hunter green um, type, but it's got a it's got a metallic emerald take. And it, it does look really pretty. Very earthy, woodsy. Yeah. Yeah. The color I have on today is like a it's like a it looks like I took black nail polish and covered it with gold glitter. Ooh. But it's it does not. look very pretty. I love it. And my, my nail person's like, you're doing fall already? And I was like, yeah, summer's uh, done. Yeah. I broke up I've with it. I've been wearing boots since September 1st. Oh, well, my feet haven't been cold, so I haven't been wearing boots. Yep, I like boots, so. <laughs> and then, finally, I have to bring up this one because it is called Alexandrite, which that is one of my favorite stones. Mm. Um, this is the duochrome purple. Um, so it kind of has a different... Uh, hue to it with the jewel tones and everything like that, but it's called Alexandrite by Lights Liqueur. Lacquer. Sorry. Thinking of liquor. And uh, it's Cheers. 950. 
Um, so I'm in love with it. It's like an amethyst kind of color. So it's got blue, but it's also got a little shimmery purple in it. I love it. And we'll share the link to this to this article and share with us your favorite nail colors yeah. for this time of year. I love I'm taking excited. pictures into my nail person being like, this is what I want today. <laughs> um, so what are you listening to, Amber? Uh, so did you know that Lindsay L. recently last month came out with a new... I had not downloaded that yet. So I downloaded that, downloaded that today. So I've been listening to that. Do you listen, Have you listened to it from the first song to the last song without shuffling? Because it's supposed to be about like the story. Seven stages of grief. Yeah. Yeah, so I just learned that this morning. Oh. So I have not listened to it yet in that order. I, I um, found that out between the last podcast and now. It's not like I was holding out on you. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And I've also been downloading songs that um, I have seen on TikTok, but I've loved their message. And so even though you only see like 15 to 60 seconds on TikTok, um, so there's um, a song called let you be sad or something like that. But it's basically about walking away from an abusive relationship. Um, and the videos that I've seen on TikTok have been really inspiring. Um, Cause it's also about just people being them mm-hmm. and embracing who they are, despite the negative things that people say about them. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. So I've been downloading some of those songs too. Awesome. Yeah. I, what about you? Eric church has released a couple new songs in over the last month. Um, my favorite is called Stick That in Your Country Song. And the other one Ooh. is Crazy Land. Oh, all I right. I recommend them. They're great. I hear he's going to perform the Stick That on in Your Country song either on the ACMs or the CMAs. One of the two. They're so close together, Sweet. I'm getting, like, confusion. Yeah, fair. Have you been listening to any books on tape or anything? Because I know you were big on the books a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, I just actually read a book because we went to the cabin over Labor Day weekend. Oh, right. That I wanted okay, to recommend. What? I said, oh, yeah, you did. I yeah. forgot seeing that. I've mentioned Megan Miranda on here because I, I read her All the Missing Girls. And that's actually my book club book this month. I'm hosting book club this Thursday night. I have girls coming Ooh. to my driveway. We're going to social distance and <laughs> talk about the book. But Megan Miranda has other books. And I just recently discovered that. And the one I read over Labor Day weekend is called The Last House Guest. And it's about the summer after a wealthy young summer guest dies under suspicious circumstances, her best friend lives under a cloud of grief and suspicion in this clever, stylish mystery that will seize readers like a riptide. Um, and there's plot twists, multiple surprise endings. Yeah, I was at the end of the book. I put the book down. I was like, whoa, Steve, so and so did it. And I did not see that coming at all. Very nice. What about you? Well, so I had a goal to read 20 books this year, and I'm at 19 of 20. <gasps> Congrats! Thanks. So I am currently on my 20th, or I guess I've read 19, and I'm currently on my 20th book. And um, I found um, an, an author by the name of Dot Hutchison, and she had a collector series book that was four series long that I absolutely love. But she just released a new book called Deadly Waters, and I actually didn't even read what it was about. I just downloaded it because I she's been so good. And she has such a suspenseful writing about her that I just love the way that it is. And so this one is about a Florida journalism undergrad, Rebecca Sorley, um, who's 
basically like any other college student. She tries to keep up with her studies, her friends. Um, she has a hot-tempered roommate named Ellie who regularly courts trouble with the law. Um, and when a male student's remains were found in an alligator-infested water, the university warns students to stay away from the reptiles. But when a second body shows up, um, the link is undeniable. So they start to look at a case around if these men are being if these men are being lured in. And so um, because the men who are being eaten basically by these alligators are um, part of the same fraternity and they also have a reputation for preying on and hurting women. So Ellie has pre- um, has previously threatened to kill men who don't take no for an answer. And Rebecca and her friends thought Ellie was kidding. But now with a vigilant killer roaming the campus, they're starting to wonder, maybe it's her. So um, it's kind of just listening to the story. And it kind of goes back and forth. So you really have to kind of pay attention. But um, they basically are trying to see who it is. And um, there's like a little love story in there, too, um, between Rebecca and um, a police officer. So um, we'll see who it is. Very excited. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have your positive poly? Um, I sure do. Not. I'm going to pull up the wine book while you pull up that. Oh, perfect. So number 30 in the wine book, the first part of tasting a wine is done with the eye. Rotate the glass and study the wine to judge its color and clarity. A haziness often denotes a spoiled flavor. Tears forming on the side of the glass show that there is a high alcohol content. Oh. Now you know. Now we know. Um, Okay. So sometimes the best thing you can do is not think, not wonder, not imagine, not obsess. Just breathe and have faith that everything will work out for the best. Yes. Yes. That is my positive poly. Fantastic. Well, Amber, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes, I'm excited we got to do it. And everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with an all-new podcast. If you want to reach us between then, you can find us all on our socials, email. It's all in the notes below. And share us with your friends. Rate and review. Do all the things. All the things. Bye. Bye.